yesterday a group of people stormed the U.S. Capitol building. Now, we all saw it. We've all seen the video, the coverage, everything. I'm not going to dive too deep into that. And I'm really going to try to control my anger because I have a lot of anger right now. Right? I don't, I don't play this card often, but for 13 years, 13 years, I served in the military. And yesterday, I watched Confederate flags and shirts that were making fun of the Holocaust dance through the capital of the country I served singing the name of liberty. So I'm going to avoid digging too deep into that because you can probably hear how angry I am about it already. I'm still processing a lot of what went on. Still trying to figure out what I want to say. But I've seen a lot of things and I've heard a lot of things and I've had some questions thrown my way and I want to talk for a minute. This isn't the usual format. This isn't the every week. This is this is me breaking in. This just I just want to say this. I've heard a lot of people ask what we do. As writers or artists or creatives or even just people, what do we do? And I, I hear that a lot, depending on what's happening in the world. But I've also seen a lot about of questions about, will we even remember this in a week or in a year? And the two questions are actually joined. Like the two questions are actually joined. What do we do? Well, if you're a writer, and I know not everyone who listens to this is, but if you're a writer, it's time to write. Not your young adult novel, not the thing that's going to make you a million dollars. Look, I believe that writers and creatives have a sacred responsibility to humanity to talk about their times. As the saying goes, we use small lies to reveal greater truths, and it's really time to get on that game. Do I sound angry? Because I am. I'm even angry at myself as a writer on some level because, damn it, I work in a bookstore part-time, stocking magazines and books. I see what goes on the shelf. I promise you, the people that you think are horrible and vile are publishing books. I did a deep dive to write an article. They're all over YouTube right now. They're grifting and setting the house on fire to make money. And they do not, understand me when I say this, they do not care. They parrot each other. They find the newspaper headline in the morning and they all read the same thing scattered throughout the day so that they can monetize on YouTube. And here's why I'm mad, because that's what the kids and the adults in the country are seeing. Because that's how stuff like this happens. 
Don't think I'm too high up on my high horse, right? When I was a young man, I was angsty and bothered and pissed off and bullied and abused and a lot of things and could have easily fallen prey to so many influences. But I was a reader. I was a reader. So I read and I learned. I was a voracious reader and there was no YouTube personality to tell me what book I should read. I just read. I read books I agreed with. I read books I disagreed with. I read books I frankly found kind of vile. I read Vonnegut when I was younger. Then I read Vonnegut again in high school. Then I read Vonnegut again in college. I've had a lifelong relationship reading Vonnegut. If there's any writer I feel like I really understand better as I age, it's Vonnegut. It is. So what do we do? You write. If you're a writer, you write. You write about this thing. You don't ever let people forget it because you keep writing about it. And I know someone out there is going, Matt, that's fine and good to say. You're right. It's fine and good to say. And I'm going to say it. And whether we choose to pick up the torch or not is on us. But I'm telling you right now, if you're a writer and you have the opportunity to talk about these things, whether you do it through fiction, whether you decide to be overt or more elegant about how you do it, whether you are more subtle in making your points or you beat your reader over the head with them, the reality is, if you don't do that, if instead you go, oh, I think this really neat mystery novel would make an awesome movie, so I'm going to write it so I can get my movie deal, then in another year, if this stuff happens again, shut up about what do I do because you had the opportunity to do it and you did nothing right put everything out into the world about this stuff that you can Every tiny detail that you can hammer into the world about this, you talk about it. Because somewhere, there is a small person, just like I was at one point in time, a small person who is at risk, who might get their hands on your book or your poem and read it and change their mind. They might understand better. I can still tell you the quotes in my mind that move me forward because I read them at some point. Because there was a history teacher in high school, one of the few teachers I actually looked up to, who pointed out to me that a great way to understand Martin Luther King Day was that every day, every every year on that day to read Letter to the Birmingham Jail. And so now I truly understand that a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I do not compromise on this position. This is not up for debate because you happen to think that Representative ABC from town XYZ disagrees with me. I do not care. I've had a long time to consider and think. I have read and dug deep into it. I am mad at artists and creatives because we have allowed ourselves to fall back to YouTube creators who are nothing more than grifters. 
they sell their bullshit formulas. They sell their little medicines, their little colloidal silvers. They sell their male vitality formulas. They sell their survival food packets. They sell their protection. They sell literally whatever they can. They grift. And they say whatever they need to say to get angry people to come listen to them. And they have to keep growing that channel. They won't even shut up. These are the guys that'll tell you, well, once I get to 100,000 subscribers, I'll shut up. They won't. 200, they won't. 300, they won't. A million. Maybe for four hours. And then they'll talk again. It never ends, guys. It is the endless grift. If you were a creative, that's the battle we're fighting. I'm tired of looking at books and going, eh, you know, all right, well, you know, modern technology, it moves on. And I'm as guilty as anybody. If I'm angry at anyone in my tone of voice, it's myself. If you are an artist, a musician, a writer, then go create art, music, writing, whatever you're going to make, create it. Talk about this thing that happened today. Talk about what's happened. Talk about it. If you are a writer, use the little lies to tell greater truths in your fiction. Challenge the mind. Don't spoon-feed your, spoon your reader, because guess what? They've been spoon-fed by everybody, and there's a line of people after you waiting, to, waiting to spoon-feed them some more garbage. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. If you're a parent that looks at the world and says, oh my God, I think my kid's into socialism, I must stop them, ask what you know about it. This is awesome. I love hearing this from the side now, after this storming of the Capitol, that words suddenly have meaning when we fling socialism around as like intellectual shorthand for totalitarianism when they're not, and I repeat, they are not. The same thing. And if you want to debate me, I will more than happily set up a Zoom call for this podcast where I will tell you you are wrong. It will be the shortest episode we have ever had because it will only take me a minute. One minute, one dictionary. Words have meaning. They stormed the Capitol. No, we shouldn't be forgetting it. We shouldn't forget any of this stuff. We shouldn't be forgetting stuff that's been going on for four years. And I, for one, am starting to take a real serious look at what I'm creating and what I'm really worried about. Create. Look, I'm not saying don't create the things that move you. I'm just saying if this is something you care about, then this is when you write, okay? This is what you do. Got a friend who spends all day on YouTube? Do an intervention and pull them off for a minute. I don't care if they're listening to the right or the left. It really doesn't matter to me. Pull them away from it. Change your gift-giving habit and only give books. Got a friend who loves to listen to 90 motivational tapes? Put a history book in their hand. Get great literature out there. You want people to appreciate African-American culture, then expose them to some of the most brilliant writers. Langston Hughes, Toni Morrison, August Wilson. Richard Wright. Pump that stuff out. 
You want to understand Chinese culture? Let them read Ha Jin, Shikshin Lu. Yeah, I don't like saying this is a culture war. It's not a culture war. But to my creatives, it's a war for the audience in America. It's a conflict over what we're putting into our kids' heads and what we're putting into our adults' heads and how we see each other. You know, Vonnegut talks about there are a lot there are good lies and bad lies. There just aren't enough good lies. Yeah, yesterday should scare creatives. It should scare writers. It should scare musicians. It should scare parents. People are dead. It's not a good thing. It's time to stop. It's all based on bullshit rhetoric from a giant grifter. That's all he ever has been, y'all. That's it. He is a massive grift. And before you tell me, oh, you're just a just a writer, you don't really understand. I have a master's of business administration and an undergrad degree in business. So before you jump too far forward on that, trust me, he's a grifter. Yeah, I'm challenging more. Yeah, this doesn't sound happy like other podcasts. Yeah, this is a little bit angry because we need to hear it. What do you do? You write. You paint. You make music. You talk to your kids. You talk to your loved ones. You change things up. If you're listening to me right now and you're angry because you love this tangerine man and you think he's right and I'm wrong, look at your bookshelves and ask me what book on there disagrees with you. And if you can't put point to one, if you can't look at one and say, oh, Matt, it's that one, then I have a challenge for you. Go out and read five books, just five. Five books that disagree with you. Just five. Then come back and talk to me. Challenge yourself. Ask yourself, are you quoting the Founding Fathers? Or are you quoting a guy who told you he has a quote from the Founding Fathers that, oddly enough, no one can find? This is a sad day. And we do need to talk about it. And writers do need to write about it. And we need to confront this weird-ass part of our culture that we've got of endless YouTube talking head commentary. And these garbage narratives we've put into our heads. And this idea that somehow yesterday was a good thing. Because it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Neo-Nazi t-shirts and Confederate flags in the U.S. Capitol building? And that's the face of freedom? By all means, I'll set up the Zooms. We'll debate right on this podcast. I don't care. Explain to me that one. And it can't just be, well, in a First Amendment, Matt, you can say what you want. Oh, believe me. I defend your right to say whatever you want. 
But just because you can say it does not mean you don't get fought back from me. And yeah, for the record, if you're wearing a shirt promoting Nazism or you think Hitler might have been right about something, you are morally 120,000% morally wrong. And you might need to reevaluate your patriotism because there are a lot, a lot of ghosts on a lot of battlefields that fought because your great philosophical founder was morally wrong. I know this isn't fun. I wish I could be more jokey. But I have to let it out. If you're a writer, then write, paint, sing songs, create music, create whatever it is you create. Too long have we let ourselves believe that we can't change the world. Too long have we worried about getting fucking rich and famous over putting pins to paper because that's the life we deserve and not remembering the kind of sacred duty that we have. Because if you look back through all the epics of human history, it's the writers and the painters and the musicians that are outliving everybody. The scribe is a sacred position in ancient cultures. The one who records. Writing friends, you're the ones who record. Musicians, you're the ones who record. Artists, you're the ones who record. Parents. Parents. Brothers, sisters, everybody. Here's the spoiler alert. Here's the secret. You are all the ones who record. You have the ability to educate yourselves. You have the ability to help others. You have the ability to broaden their minds and to try to make the world a better place. You have the ability to record things down. If this is forgotten in a week or in a year, it is our fault and our fault alone. Don't blame the media. They didn't force you to do anything. I don't even blame the grifters. No, not 100%, because we've allowed them to do it, writers. We've allowed the grifters to grift. Maybe it's time to get a little messier. Maybe it's time to write a little bit more. Maybe it's that time. What happened yesterday is disgusting. It is. It's disgusting. If you don't like it, then by all means, unsubscribe right now. But writers write. What can we do? A lot. Here's the better question. Are you ready to do it? If you don't want this moment forgotten then that's on a lot of us, not just the writers. That's on every human being. You want to heal it? Heal it. Turn off YouTube. Walk away from the site with the clickbait articles. Pick up a book. Pick up one you love, and then pick up one that challenges you. 
and just be better. There's no call to share or like or subscribe or give me money or anything today. No, no. Here's my one request. Go out there and do what you can do. Write, sing, make your music, teach your kids. It was disgusting. We can do a lot better. To my writers, write. To everybody else, be the change. I'll talk to y'all next week.